I'm Jody Vanson for Jill this week. It is time to bring home the realities of what is happening in Ukraine. Many of us uh, have allowed it to just sort of be noise around our everyday, obviously horrifying. But those early days of Russia's invasion of Ukraine, we were all tied in and tapped in. I remember waking up each day and checking if Volodymyr Zelensky was still alive. And now it just feels like, yes, the ongoing war in Ukraine. And then you hear or you see a story that we're going to talk about next. Catherine Garrett, Global BC reporter, is with us on the line. And I want to bring you in as we explain this, Catherine. First of all, thanks for taking some time out uh, for this appearance today. I know you're a very busy individual, but I appreciate you taking some time to explain this story to us. Thank you for having me. Now, full disclosure, you reached out to me on, on social media. We're friends. We, we, we follow one another social media. You're like, have a look at this story I've been working on. It's finally ready to, to be put out there. I read it, and honestly, it, stu- it stopped me in my tracks. It humanized and personalized what is happening all those thousands of kilometers from here and really brought it home because there is a piece of this story that is here, and, and she is the center of your story. I should note that Irina is her name and, and she will be on live with Jazz Johal later on this afternoon. But let's set up the journey that you went on. How did this story come to you in the first place, Catherine? Well, uh, like you, I was glued to news coverage of what was going on in Ukraine constantly because with my job, it's pretty inescapable. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I started looking for local angles and something that I could do to help like myself, because the whole thing is so big. It feels so overwhelming that um, I was at a loss. So I I found Irina through social media and she had posted her story. And I think like she explained the whole thing and my jaw just dropped when she had her summary. Like it, 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 I didn't, I didn't even think it was real at first. I had to like talk to her and make sure that it was real because it, it, the whole thing is just crazy. So take us through where, where Arena's parents were then. Okay. Um, Irina and her parents are from Mariupol, which in the early days of the war, it was probably one of the most hardest hit cities. It was completely cut off from humanitarian aid food, electricity, water, everything. Uh, She was here in Vancouver, and she was basically waiting to see if her family was still alive. And throughout all of this, her mother was taking care of her father during the early days of the siege of Mariupol. Her mother had stage four cancer, buried her father in the front yard of their apartment because he had suffered a stroke one night. And then she bribed Russians soldiers to take her out of Mariupol and eventually was put on a train to nowhere, escaped the train um, that was going to rural Russia. We don't really know where. And then she ended up in Belize, Georgia, where she was able to make contact with Irina. And she came to Vancouver and spent her final days here and uh, died peacefully, died with dignity and a free woman. 
did her mother. Honestly, reading your story, which you can find on the Global News website, um, I will tweet it out at Jody Vance on Twitter. Uh, Catherine Garrett uh, is our is the reporter I'm speaking with. You can follow Catherine on social media as well, the Global BC reporter. But reading your story, honestly, when you got to the point where Irina's mother was, uh, her story was unfolding about how she managed to get off that train, traveling with her cat, traveling with stage four cancer, basically pleading with Russians to let her off because she was going to die anyway. You're sending me somewhere where I'm going to die anyway. And somehow she talked her way off. It, it took me back to, you know, World War II movies or documentaries that we watch. Or I'm going to say movies because it, it feels like it must be fiction. But this is happening in real time. I can't imagine what it was like for you to follow along on this. And you mentioned how Irina's mother finally did come here to Vancouver. I actually, you, you've sent some clips here and I want to play this one. This is, Irina spoke about how challenging it was to have her mother arrive in Vancouver and be so happy while also going through the process of losing her. Listen to this. A little bit surreal, um, you know, looking in the window of my apartment, seeing the view that I was always showing my mom through the photographs and like not assuming she would ever see it in person and he have her here in person but at the same time it's um you know i wish i would i could take her for walks i wish i could um take her to restaurants and stuff like that and at the same time seeing her slowly stop in eating and just being very tired um and kind of uh dying seeing her dying it's challenging after everything that Arena went through to get her mother here, and I want to play this one as well. You sent us a couple of clips over, and it's just, it's so heart-wrenching. This is Arena speaking to you about what it was like to have her mom finally arrive in Canada. The paradigm shift between these two clips is really something. Listen to this. One of the most challenging times in my life, probably, to, um, you know, on one hand, to be amazingly happy and grateful to have my mom here with me but at the same time just seeing like the time like a sense like slipping through my hands and um, like seeing her having not having the time I hoped she'll have when we will arrive in Vancouver but kind of seeing her you know last moments um, I'm still very grateful that she's here with me and I'm able to provide care for her and I'm able to provide everything so those days will be the most comfortable for her. But at the same time, it's heartbreaking. But I didn't have the opportunity to see my dad before he died. So I feel very grateful that I can have my mom here. Catherine, it's just so heart-wrenching, gut-wrenching to imagine what Irina went through. How long did it take from the start of the war and, as you mentioned, in this you know, ground zero of the worst-case scenario of an already horrific war in Ukraine, where her parents were, how long was the duration between that and the arrival of her mother in Vancouver? Several months. Uh, the siege of Mariupol began almost immediately and Irina lost contact with her parents, I think, on March 1st. Wasn't able to make contact with her mom until three weeks after that when her mom had buried her husband and um, eventually escaped to a different part of the country and then 
moved on to Russia. She was able to text infrequently during that point. They eventually made it to Belize, Georgia in May, um, I think the second week of May or so. They spent three weeks there in emergency care and then eventually made it to Vancouver in mid-June. So this is a, a several months long ordeal that was just obviously hellish for them, but following along um, and being allowed to follow along with someone's most intimate moments like that was, um, I've never experienced anything like it. Jody Vance in with Jill Bennett, alongside my colleague from Global BC, reporter Catherine Garrett is with me. Catherine has put together an incredible story that the headline reads, She's My James Bond. Ukrainian woman in BC remembers late mother's remarkable Mariupol escape. And Catherine, we're talking about Irina, the daughter, and Katerina, the mother, who escaped, found her way through Russia, managed to escape a train to nowhere in Russia, suffering stage four cancer, having buried her husband who suffered a stroke during the early days of the war, having buried him in the front yard. Uh, There's a photograph on your story. I just tweeted it out at Jody Vance and copied you in, Catherine, as well as CKNW, uh, so you can read the full account of this story. But you've really followed along for months with Irina on her story. Um, I want to play this clip, actually. Let's do this first. Uh, you, you spoke to Katrina about mm-hmm. why she felt it was important to tell her story. Have a listen. Ирочка приложила столько усилий для публикации истории. She said, I put so much effort to uh, make the story uh, out. Я не имела права не поддержать это. И вообще, чтобы больше людей узнали о той ситуации, через которую проходят люди. Yeah, so she, she saying she could not to support this and uh, for the reasons so many more people will find out about the situation that Ukrainians are going through. So, Catherine, this is just one of so many stories, so many tragedies unfolding in Ukraine. It's honestly like the the point I really wanted to hit home with this story is that she was a person. She was real. um, She mattered and she was here. And it's one thing to read the statistics. It's quite another to hear from someone who's directly experienced it. And and living with the stress associated with what Irina now will live with moving forward, you know, the, the helplessness with which she sat by her phone when in reading that part, when she was, you know, living with her phone beside her and checking it constantly and then walking out onto the streets of Vancouver and seeing normal life walk by. That's one of the most poignant moments for me because sure, all of us can just look around and, and kind of see and even take for granted the normalcy that we have around us when there are fellow citizens just like you and I who are living in horrors that we just could really never comprehend. Katrina also told you that she feels like her daughter saved her, even though Irina thinks any child would have done this for her parent. Let's listen to this clip. This is uncomfortable to translate <laughs> Because she's saying that her daughter saved her. Like, I don't think I saved her. 
I think uh, my mom is the reason, like, where we got, like, her incredible strengths is the reason. And it's just so obvious for me. I don't know. It's not like, it's not an option. How you, how you do not do anything, everything to save your loved ones to your, your parents. Like, it's just like, I, I don't think I'm doing anything special. Mm-hmm. Any human would do that for their loved one. Yeah. Oh, that is emotional. I'm emotional listening to this. What was it like for you sitting there and gathering this as a journalist? Overwhelming. Um, I, yeah. like I said, I've never, I have never covered a story that comes close to this, honestly, like, it, and be, it was, a, it was an honor as well, um, because I didn't just do the video interview. I, uh, after they arrived to Canada and in Vancouver, I went over and met them and I brought Katerina a bouquet of sunflowers. And I'm very happy that I chose to meet her face to face in the flesh before I started writing, because I don't think I, I could have written it otherwise. When people think that journalism is just telling a story from some random office somewhere, there's a lesson within what you've done here. You've done justice to our industry in such a beautiful way, Catherine Garrett, and, and I'm proud to be able to give some voice to your story here. And we do want to reiterate that Jazz Johal will have Irina live on the air with him to tell her perspective at 5.05 today. Um, so let's let people know where they can access your story. I said I've tweeted it out with uh, with your handle, at Kath underscore Garrett on Twitter, at Jody Vance on Twitter, but people can go to the Global website and find it as well, right? Yes, it's on globalnews.ca. 